Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Damien, and welcome to Geekologist Radio 2.0. We're back with the variety show this week. I know that we said that before we're going to get there, and guess what, guys? We are there now, so we have a lot to cover, though, from the galaxy far, far away to the wastelands of Fallout 76, so let's get this show going. Right now, with me, it's just the the duo this week. It's Nick in PDX. Nick, what's going on? What's up, buddy? Back to the variety show. I know. It's been a minute. I know. It's been a minute, man. We've been... We've been doing a lot of stuff and a lot of special shows, but there's, you know, we're in the middle of, like, uh, I was gonna say we're in the middle of Geekologist holiday, and I'm like, no, no, we're not, we're not, we're not a national <laughs> holiday yet, or you know, but no, 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 we're in the middle of like gamers holiday. I always call it gamers holiday season. Yeah. August to March is it's huge. a gaming it's paradise huge right for now. Gaming, yeah. Right now. You can't, I mean, you can't, like, walk through a store without finding something good. I mean, we have Smash coming out here soon, guys. Smash Brothers is about to launch. I mean, that's, it's, it's that's crazy. insane, it's man. Insane. It's just too much. Too much of time. I mean, I, I mean, I know you and I. We're still like I'm. I'm. I know I'm in a little. Have a lot more to go than you guys, but we're all still very deep in Red Dead Redemption, and we're going to continue to be so because at the end of November, what's happening online? That's the thing. And see, Fallout seventy six is coming out, which we're going to touch on. Red Dead. I don't think I can give up on it. I'm loving it too much. I'm immersed in this world. And that's heavily. the thing. Is, there's no giving up. That's the thing that's nice about this, though, is the games that are coming out, the way that they're setting themselves up, you know, if you're playing with your friends, you're not left behind. Like, even Fallout, the way it's designed, you can be a much higher level, play with your buddy, and it doesn't matter if they're a low level, they can still play with you. Like, you can... Yeah. The the stuff uh, it stuff is on, like, a taper. It comes up. It's kind of like Gilboards. And so, because of that, you're never feeling left behind. So you can take a break between something and play something. No man left behind. So, I mean, you got to know these, things, these games. The games are being smart right now. They understand that there's a lot of games coming out. Well, if we're, we're going to be an online game, we want people to play it. How do we do this? We set it up. How do we set this up? Because a lot of games, a lot of these games that are coming out, they have shared audiences between each other. Absolutely. And so by setting it up to where you can play a game, you can step away, and then you can come back to it. So, Fallout 76, yes, it's a survival game. Yes, it's a game where you can build a base. But no, it's not Ark, where you have to feel like you have to live in the world and that you can't ever take a break away from anything. That's a huge, huge thing, because in Ark, you're stuck in that world. Now, they've tried to fix it a little bit to make you have a little bit of ability to feel like you can leave and go do your own thing. But at the same time, it's still still very... uh, I mean... A lot of survival games where you survive, you it, you you literally like that's your game. That is your one game you basically can play. Well, we know Silver is gonna live in Fallout. She's a Fallout maniac. She she lives and dies by the Fallout. <laughs> she's she's loved every game. She is going to immerse herself in that world probably more than me and you. She'll oh, probably be ranked higher up than us. She'll probably be 
But like you said, there's no man left behind. So, of course, she's our ringer in our team. Oh, she yeah. will be the one. I, I've played with her. She's way better than I am at this game. So she will be the person that kind of carries us along. But no man left behind. Yeah. It doesn't matter what doesn't matter what level I'm at. It could be four, even though I'm 11 already. Uh, it could be four, and she could be 50. Or uh, I believe we talked about before the cap is at 50, correct? Yeah, the cap is at 50. But then yeah. there's there's after level 50, there's a continuation of ability to every single time you level, you can still get more of those cards, so you can specialize yourself after that point. Correct. So you can be a great a master at, builder, at luck. or you know, luck or whatever. Yeah, you can create your your own master build essentially, and that's something I'm really looking forward to with that because the cards are random, so you never know what you course what you're gonna get, which is and then that's a cool thing. I love the packet cards because I'm an old school '90s basketball basketball card collector and opening up that pack of cards and and shuffling through them to see if i had the david robinson rookie card i remember that was a big one for me that those were fantastic times so i love the pack of cards and opening up and shuffling through them and at the end you get the piece of gum too yep oh man mine was shaquille o'neal i got a shaquille o'neal rookie card with my oh, uh, yeah. miami uh magic no was it it was orlando, orlando, magic. orlando magic yeah that's right I'll say Miami Heat and all that stuff. That's you know both Florida. <laughs> They're both Florida. Yes. Outside, get get away from get get away from sports talk. That might be a different show someday entirely, guys. If you want to email us, email us at geekologistradio at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at geekologistradio minus the T for character restrictions. On the web at geekologistradio.com. The website will be getting the update. I know we say this, but it is in the process. But the place where you can also find us, ninjapancake.com. That is our network. Those are our brethren and our sisters. You go over there. You check it out. You can find all sorts of other awesome awesome content. And uh, here what we're working on, once the website launches, we're going to have some cool little discount codes to give you for a few other products and stuff that we uh, products that we utilize. That's something that's on the way. So getting out of the promotion stuff and into the nitty-gritty, uh, top stories of the week. We're going to be talking, as we set up above, we're going to be talking about the Disney streaming service. Disney streaming service is really, really coming out swinging hard. And they've already stated that they're going to be cheaper than Netflix. It's like, wow. I like it's, I think they stated that it's going to be $10 a month. It's $10 a month for a Disney streaming service that's going to have, we know of four series right now alone, live action series that are going to be incredible, that are on that service for $10 a month. That's insane. But there's also a rumor of the long-awaited, but then dropped and said to be dead, uh, third film for Tron to be revisited as a possible live-action series. That's something I'd be really excited for. The other thing with that, and then we'll get into our actual going down and going through our list of stuff that we're going to be talking about, is the other rumor is that they, there was a uh, TV series that was out way before its time. And I'm talking about the animated series of Gargoyles. The stuff that it tackled, uh, everything from drug addiction to to uh, hate crimes and everything. It was really crazy how they utilized this fantasy world and brought in all these, these real-life issues. Some of which before they were actually being looked into. Politics also. Politics as well. Yes, very, very, very true. They brought all this stuff into the Gargoyle series. It was a fantastic series. It was, it's ranks up there as one of my, like my dad would get home from work as fast as he could so that he could sit down and, you know, all of us would sit down and watch this one cartoon, you know? And, uh, I mean, we collected the action figures. We did all this stuff. It was a great, great thing. Well, 
there's rumors now that they're looking at either doing this as a live action movie franchise or the other thing is is that they're looking at possibly making this into a live action series for their streaming service i'm loving all the fact because these things that they're talking about as potential rumors with the other two things we're going to talk about it doesn't feel like it's rumors anymore because disney's just like no you know what we have money and we want to create our own products for you that's going to also lead you into going back into the movies and spending more money so yeah and it's products with names these are giant 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 names names. that will i i don't know if if the price point is 9.99 for a disney streaming service with the stuff that's being announced plus all the old animated movies everything from our childhood to snow white and the seven dwarves to you know even frozen for the newer kids if those movies are on there, plus maybe spin-off TV series like we've been reading about, the rumors about, this seems like a juggernaut that's going to come in just swinging hard. Uh, I, I know DC Streaming Service has already re- launched, something I'm going to touch on later, eight ninety nine or seven seven ninety nine a month for DC Streaming Service, which I think is a great price point, and I think it's good that they're going to go under Disney. I think that's the only way they'll be able to hang in, because Disney is coming out very, very hard. Yeah, I mean, it's... When you pull away, and what's what's interesting here is uh, something else is is with the Disney streaming service. If you're located outside of America, and you're wanting to do, and you're still wanting to be able to get this content that's on the Disney streaming service outside of America, their their company they're using is Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you if you're outside of America, you will get all this content still through subscribing to Netflix. That's great. That's great for everybody. I know we have some listeners from uh, across the pond, so good for them. They'll be able to get it on something they already access because a lot of them don't even have like Amazon Prime to yeah. watch yeah. or Hulu. They don't have access to Hulu, and I I just wasn't aware of this. Yeah, so this is the thing is we uh, th- it goes through other things. Like when I was up in Canada, I actually just got back from vac- uh, a little quick weekend vacation. We uh, went up to va- to uh, Vancouver, BC, and we saw the Drake concert, and that was that was actually really good. It was really the awesome. Drake. <laughs> it was it was interesting. He's, he's quite the showman. I uh, saw him, yeah. Migos, and a few other people, and it was it was awesome. Uh, oh, the Migos was up there too. Yeah, Migos was there too. Yeah, it was the Migos. I don't really listen to their music, but I've seen videos on them. They're they're a, they're a weird bunch. <laughs> they are they are eccentric as all hell, and it yeah. was a great great show. Awesome. Uh, my kid kids really enjoyed it. And then uh, and we, but what I noticed is on the TV up there they have like global, and you'll go through and when you're looking on the cable, you click global. And that's their global streaming services for other other shows. And then on global, it'll pull up stuff that's on Netflix. Or it'll pull up stuff that's from I've seen on Hulu that are available on this other service. And so uh, one thing is that we're going to try to do is we're going to try to locate, you know, outside of the pond, across the pond and other things. We'll try to figure out where are the shows that we talk about ahead of time, where they're available for you guys to consume. That way, if we're talking about something and you want to find it, we're going to make it easier on you. We're going to get find, try to get you guys the answers that we can, and we'll put it in show notes. Or jump on our Discord and have a discussion with us. Uh, we've mentioned it before, but one of the members, Jamie, had brought us Bodyguard, which was a BBC show that now hit Netflix. Um, six episodes. Bodyguard is fantastic. I'm waiting for Damien to finish it, Jamie, before I review it on here, but I will review it for you on here. I think it's one of my favorite shows of 2018 so far. Six episodes. I will uh, be ready for to review it next week. Let's do it, man. All right, so first up, guys, we're going to go into our game chat. Been a little bit for us to go into some other games, but we wanted to talk about this. Uh, PUBG new update, custom games. Talk, we're also going to talk about some of the updates to 
uh, Call of Duty Blackout. There's some interesting things that have been going into play on that, and uh, I'm digging it so far. Uh, Nick, I'm going to throw it over to you, PUBG, then you can throw it back to me for Blackout. I just want to touch on it real quick for anybody that, number one, on Xbox this week, PUBG is free. You can download it for free, and you can play it for this weekend, so jump on there. PUBG has opened up this weekend because of the new update, and the new update really is great. It's called Custom Games, and now what that means is that you need up to 10 players, but you need up to 10 players, you can start a Custom Games, and you can go after your buddies now. I can go get a GBA Ray, you know, somebody I play with, uh, uh, the Downworld Spiral, Rez, who's been on the show, a friend of the podcast. We can go after each other and we can see and see who's better or who's best, you know, in first person or third person. So I just wanted to touch on that, that it's free this weekend. PUBG is free this weekend, so go out and download it. You know what? I shouldn't have mentioned that. I should have mentioned that last weekend because this show doesn't come out till Tuesday. So this makes zero sense for me to mention that it's free. It's all good. It's all good. It's, it's something that, I mean, when it comes out Tuesday, they still might be having it open because uh, Microsoft has been talking about leaving a couple of these things open a little bit longer to get more people in and interested cool, stuff yeah. because they do have a big update. We have the new maps eventually here coming out because they're supposed to be coming out. Aren't they supposed to come out here? Uh, is it the end of November? It's supposed to come out in early December. I thought the winter map I, was supposed to. I, I've heard December. I've heard it. I've heard. Uh, I think it's going to be PC first. You're right. And I think that might be the end of November. Then I've heard December, but also blue hole has been, has been good and bad at the same time of releasing information. Some of the information that is released is time sensitive. So you think it's going to happen here and then you get to that point and then it's like, oh no, we need two more weeks or we have this bug or that bug. And they do let you know about that, but it is kind of frustrating at the same time. Um, but I just want to mention custom games, guys, for PUBG. If you're a PUBG fan, PUBG player, jump into the custom games, find some of your friends, Go at each other. I think this really opens up PUBG for me too. Uh, something else to do during the game. Also, they have practice. This gives you practice. Plus, I have some really good people that I play against. And I and I know they're better than me, stat-wise. But I would love to be able to best them once or twice, you know? Yeah, just to no, get a this, little... is, this, this, is, this is crazy. I mean, this is really good because this also opens it up to the potential of these other groups setting up legitimate tournaments. If this is the hop yes. drop, wants to create a tournament now, they can create a tournament. They can say, hey. We are doing something tomorrow, which will be Saturday, November 10th. We are doing a long custom games night. Uh, several people are jumping in. It's going to be throughout the day because we have so many different time zones. So you could jump in and find people to play at that time. I'm definitely going to be jumping in. Uh, I want to get into some custom games I haven't been able to. Another thing I want to mention real quick, though, is that the war mode is out on PUBG, this gives you a different scenario each time uh, right now it's jumping in the Erangel. the weather is sunny they actually will tell you that if it's going to be a, a foggy or rainy or sunny and you come in there with level three gear and crate weapons and as soon as you jump in there's a timer and as long as you live and you kill a few people and you die you could respawn right away but if you die really quick then you have to wait for a certain amount of time 14 15 seconds before you can dive back in again and every time it is a plane drop which i think it's fun because then you could change your location every time uh rez has talked about before where he'd rather in the war mode where you respawn on the map itself but then sometimes maybe you have to make your way back to your group or you know but war modes out definitely jump on that custom games man for PUBG on xbox finally that's that's awesome i i, I look forward to it I, I played PUBG uh just uh about i think it was three days ago i jumped in and i actually did pretty good because i was waiting for another game to update 
And uh, I've been going around bouncing back and forth between games recently because it's amazing when you find different groups of people to stream with and then they're like, hey, I got this older game. And you're like, hey, I had that, but I couldn't get my kids into it. Or you couldn't get your, you know, your brother into it because he <laughs> said he was going to get and didn't get it, Jacob. Um, so then all of a sudden you're going to go back and play these games. And we're getting people to watch our streams when we do these co-streams together. Me and uh, Keith, a.k.a. Chin. Guys, this guy's crazy. He games with his chin. I know I talk about it a lot, but I mean, he's like, we got, it, it was crazy. Last night, Fouts came in, started talking on the stream with us. We're trying to get him into a game. Couldn't get him into the game, but then I dropped. And so Fouts was on there just, uh, was on there doing some some trash talking up I get, I get in, in my in my stead but uh for for people that don't know on that's on the discord geek tech support is fouts yes now fouts will jump in the discord and discord i'm sorry and throw a meme at you or say something snarky and then he's gone again he's a drive-by snarky guy and he's awesome like he's basically yeah, he's great. if there was uh if there if i was was part of if like I, if I was the Triforce, you would have me because I'm the oldest. You would have Chin and you would have Fouts, and we would be the Triforce because basically we all are either balding or bald and bearded, and just we look like various versions of each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 it, it is the Triforce. We are the Triforce. When you see the Triforce, I want you to think of three balded balding or bald bald bearded men. Can I not think of that? <laughs> no, no, you got to think of that. Every time you see the Triforce, I mean, you're going to think of that. Our face is right in between that. But people also, what Damien was talking about, Games with Chin is a streamer, a friend of the podcast. He'll be on the podcast at some point. He's on the Discord. Hit him up. Watch his stream. Follow follow, follow uh, smaller stream guys. Follow yeah. them. They follow you back. It's a thing that's going on. I know Downroll Spiral is all about it. You know, uh, Rez, uh, GBA Ray, he's also a streamer that follows help the community out let's build each other up fallout 76 launches on tuesday night if i'm not able to get my connection right by then uh i'll be just streaming through the xbox as long as it lets me do that and i'll be mo i'll be co-streaming on that which will be on my mixer uh and i'll put up the link i'll post it out on twitter and everything else otherwise if everything works out i will be streaming through the geekologist radios mixer page awesome, and then uh, we'll be getting that going and we're but we're going to be streaming the Basically, as long as we can, at least probably about probably about four uh, four to six hours of the launch of Fallout seventy six. And let's make sure that when you do start streaming, and same with Chin, that it's getting put into the media channel in our Discord on Silver's Discord too. And let's skip some people in there, man. Chin will be doing a uh, large stream for Sea of Thieves coming up here very soon. And as soon as we get to the information on that, it'll be a charity stream. He's gonna be uh, streaming with big people from the community, like uh, Captain Logan. So he'll be streaming with him as well, and uh, possibly some of the devs, which is pretty cool. That is cool. And why we're on the topic of streaming, because I know we're gonna move on the Black Ops next here. I just want to give a shout out real quick to the Downward Spiral, who last week had his 24-hour stream. Yes, he did. He survived the 24 hours, and I was—he lost his voice. He was drinking honey tea. I mean, that's really rough. Uh, I love playing video games, but. 24 hours, that is really hard to do. I did 24 hours on Sea of Thieves. And yeah, I, I remember was, that. I was dead at the end of it. Yeah, he looked pretty dead too. I felt bad. For, I actually felt kind of bad for him, but he was doing it for a charity. He's doing it for a children's hospital, and he raised over $500. His goal was 500 He raised over $500. So really shout-outs to him and everybody that jumped on the stream supported that. That was really cool, and I was happy to be uh, in playing with him during the stream. It was awesome. So next up, we're going to be jumping into the 
Black Ops update. So, like, you know, Fortnite and even now PUBG, you have these these seasons. You can unlock things. Right now in Blackout, they, they went from the Halloween. They start off with a Halloween thing where you can unlock some stuff. And you, you can use your COD points. So those points that you were given when you launched, if you were wondering what you could spend them on and whatnot, you can now spend them. You can spend them on tiers. You can purchase tiers. Each tier is 100, 100 coins. You have characters you can unlock. Skins you can unlock through different tiers. I am... Right now, this the weekend though. What's crazy is, or what's nice is, the WXP now counts towards tiers. Oh, cool! So if you and if you play Blackout, even if you lose, they they this was a big complaint that they had. So if you Blackout, if you're playing, so so they've got people that are playing Call of Duty mainly just for Blackout. They're not playing the other mode. No, but you're they, right. But yeah. they want to unlock the skins. Well, this last. Uh, they were they were having a problem. They weren't able to really get the Halloween stuff. They weren't having a chance to do that because they play Blackout and Blackout. If you died and you didn't get a kill, you weren't didn't get any XP. So what they've done is they've done an algorithm. They figured out okay, you've traveled this amount of time, you've looted this many items, you survived this many encounters, but maybe you didn't get a kill and then you die. Depending on how much stuff you do, there's an algorithm that figures out and gives you EXP for your tiers based on all that stuff so which that's cool so no matter what if you play blackout you are getting experience to level yourself up and it's double exp so you can unlock those tiers at a much faster rate get those characters now the thing only downside to that is if you unlock a character skin unless you've done the quest associated with that character in the blackout mode you cannot use that skin in blackout but you can use anything unlocked facial or any of that stuff in the actual other game modes, if you so choose to play those, unless it is a character skin that states it is not, it is only for Blackout mode. So for multiplayer zombies, there's different skins that you can yes. use for those two modes, and then for Blackout, there's different skins that are secured for that mode only. Yes. Yeah, like okay. if you get uh, if you get to tier 100, you unlock Hudson, I believe it is, and he's in a business, he's like in uh, business uh, casual attire. Oh, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you get, yeah, so you can unlock, they're going to Put out more stuff and you they also put out character uh appearances that you can purchase too so like they'll have a paint job basically a skin on a character and you can purchase those as if you were purchasing skins for other games that are out there like you know fortnite but the, this big update that they came out with one of the big things is that people are actually complaining about so if you played squads on blackout you might have gotten to the final your squad may have made it to the final match and instead of it being a gun game you may have found that it's a game of the nine bang and it got yes. to the point it was really bad because what people because you could find these so so easily and you could carry two each and you'd get to the end of the game and that final circle they would just the whole squad would throw nine bangers in that circle you can't survive you can't see anything you I mean because when those go off you literally aren't able to do anything whereas if a concussion grenade goes off you still have you know ability to kind of do some stuff to pull the trigger to shoot and try to be able to maneuver the nine banger yeah. didn't allow it so what they did they said hey. We get you. We understand. We see the feedback. They actually pulled that completely out of the game for Blackout. So Blackout no longer has the Nine Banger. It may come back as a drop only. Like it might come in the in the crates and, and it wouldn't be as many. So you would have a hard time getting those. It would be something sought after. The other thing that they did is they, they thought, okay, we have to, we, there's some of these guns that are underperforming. People are not using them. So that they did a bunch of patching on the weapons for balancing. The LMGs got... A lot of people weren't using them. They yes. now upped them to where they're they're better used as a suppression gun, right, or weapon. I actually just tested this earlier, and I had a guy jump in, and I completely had him suppressed behind 
a little uh, little shelf as I was shooting around, shooting it up. And then when he came out, I switched to a shotgun and took him down. I mean, but I mean, so it really does the update. The bullets their their spread is a lot tighter at various okay. range at the proper ranges that they should. They made it more realistic. So an SMG, if you have an SMG, and you're in close range, the SMG's got a big buff so that now it pays similar to PUBG. If you're within range of an SMG gun and you switch to it and you have an SMG, if you're using an SMG versus an assault rifle and you're at an SMG range, the SMG is probably going to have uh, have a little bit of an uh, an edge on you. Also, they specifically, the developers have slightly increased, like you are talking about the damage from the Paladin and the HB-50 to reduce headshots required to take out an enemy equipped with level 3 armor and 200 health from a trauma kit. So you can have level 3 armor and then you take a trauma kit, yep. which is, gives you additional health. The, additionally, the studio has given you the, the players the ability to change stances from being hit by a concussion grenade. Because before, you're kind of just stuck there. You're kind of stuck standing up, and now you can sit or lay down. Uh, also... Have you played any of the zombie mode? Have you dived into that I have, a lot? I have. So there's been a lot of feedback to Treyarch that it crashes constantly on it people does. on different platforms. And so this update is hopefully trying to fix that issue too. And I, I like the zombie mode myself also. Yeah, I have not been into the zombie mode since the patch. Uh, I didn't okay. get a chance to check that out because, you know, Red Dead. Uh, but yes. <laughs> I, I'm meaning to, and it, we need to do a zombie night. We need to stream a zombie night and go out and just play all Absolutely, the different ones yeah. because zombie is great. It's horde mode with, you know, it's, you know, it, it's great with, it's, it's Call of Duty's version of what I used to do on, we would call it horde night on Gears of War. And we just sit up and take on ways and ways of the horde. But. Yeah, we should do that, and we definitely get a four-person team into together. One more thing about Call of Duty, and it's something that I always enjoy because it is my favorite map of all time for multiplayer, and that is Nuketown. I, I know they reuse this map constantly, but throw it in as much as you want. I freaking love Nuketown. So they say Nuketown is coming to multiplayer for Black Ops 4. That's awesome. Now, if if the, this is my question, though. If Nuketown is coming to Black Ops 4, are they going to put the addition in of the Underground? Because Nuketown right now has the whole underground bunker, and if they you throw that in there, that's going to throw that's you, you would almost be able to pull two maps out of this. You'd be able to have a small a small fast paced action map where you just do the traditional upper level, yes. and then you could do a bigger game where I mean I could see Search and Destroy, I could see other games take place in the bigger map where you can go underneath and explore the. The bunker underneath. I'm not sure about that. It was kind of a vague tweet that came out, but they did say on the tweet from Call of Duty it was becoming the PS4 November 13th. So we could take a look then. That would be amazing if they did the update with the underground and the buff because then you get the slower pace and the faster pace and it could work for more players. Yeah, that would be that'd be really cool. Finally, in game chat, wanting to talk touch more back. We're going back to Fallout 76. If you've been paying attention to social media and everything, you would have saw that the well-known streamer Ninja, typically mostly well-known now for his ability in Fortnite, but uh, Ninja played with another rapper. This has become a thing for him. <laughs> he played with the rapper Logic, which I've seen amazing, another amazing, amazing showman. But interesting thing about Logic, he's an executive producer on Rick and Morty. And Something I had no clue about. And he's also a writer for Rick and Morty. And so sometimes he appears in the episode as his own, as himself. And uh, interesting enough, at his concerts, Rick and Morty invade his concert. And then they get in an argument on screen and whatnot <laughs> with, with logic. It's pretty funny. 
It is funny, yeah. That actually happened. And the thing that's crazy about this is they did they figured out a way to do like a basically a green screen over people playing the game as the characters were doing the voices of Rick and Morty to what was going on live while they're playing the game. So this wasn't something where it's like pre-recorded and then they did it. It was live because they're answering people's Rick and Morty are answering people's questions. Another thing is if you watch it, it's two hours and like 40 minutes. If you watch this, they are actually, they'll answer some of the chat's questions. They'll start talking and it's Rick and Morty both playing the game. And it's hilarious. Like you got a two hour, you're, you're, you're missing Rick and Morty. You're missing the series guys. While you're waiting for that, you got two hours and 40 minutes of Rick and Morty content. Yeah, you got Ninja in there and you got Logic and it's hilarious having Ninja 1 playing a game that's not the competitive style. So he's just kind of playing a game to play it. So you see him playing a game to enjoy it. And then you see Logic just sitting back with it. It looks like he's in a movie theater. I mean... It does look... Yeah, it and does. Which, which I I think he talked about having a theater room when he was at his concert. So it could be... He could just be playing it in his house. I love the fact that Rick and Morty, though, as they're shooting different enemies and stuff like that, they're commenting live on it. If you are a Rick and Morty fan, I seriously just binge watch it. It's like you said, it's two hours and 45 minutes long, eh, half hour here, half hour there. And it's funny. I've only watched like five minutes of it and I was already laughing. They're talking about Morty talking about, oh, poor robots. Yeah. Poor robots. Why they shoot? And Rick's like, it's, it's pixels, Morty. It's pixels. They're, they're, they're not real. It's, I, I, lo- I didn't know Logic was a producer on it. I didn't know he was a writer on it. I didn't, I don't really watch Rick and Morty. So I didn't know he even puts himself into the show. What I have seen of Rick and Morty is hilarious. This is like perfect for me. I would definitely watch this. What would you think of like Netflix or something like that? Did a purchased, you know, uh, a series. Well, Hulu actually it would be Hulu because Hulu's right now is the home for Rick and Morty. If you're trying to find them uh, outside of when they're actually airing on TV. With that being said, what would it be like if Hulu was like, "Hey, let's do our own like you know mystery science theater uh, three thousand, and let's have Rick and Morty do it while playing video games though." That would be great. Also, you said Netflix, and the first thing I thought of it because there's so many great characters. BoJack Horseman. I love that series. So many great characters. If Bob's Burgers, could you mid? Ah, could you imagine playing a game with Bob? Oh my God! The the actor, I oh God, I can't think of the voice actor, but he also is the voice of Archer. Yeah, from yeah. the Archer series, he's so good. He actually has like fast food commercial going on right now, and I love him to death. But him commenting on what I'm doing and doing wrong would make me so happy. <laughs> it would make me so happy. So I mean, it's just it's crazy when you see this stuff because this is this is kind of going back to you know we've been talking about how esports is becoming a thing and how I mean and when I say becoming a thing, it's kind of so it's interesting. So like I used to be super super big into paintball so much so that uh, I was trying to go pro halfway through my rookie season. You know, I was playing against the pros and stuff. Halfway through my rookie season, I shattered my wrist and it basically just hooked me out of everything. I was getting ready to get moved up to the A stream of, or, of our team. or And then with that, those guys were getting picked up and picked on, put, you know, we were kind of getting taken apart and put onto these other pro teams. I missed out on it. And then, you know, Dick Van Dyke, he, not Dick, Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> Dick, <laughs> Dick Clark, Dick Clark purchased all the, all the live televised uh, leagues of paintball because he saw it as growing as something that yeah. you know he need you know we, we need to get on this he did well then the problem was and this is a reason why i really i so i hate this guy he bought all like dick clark's holdings yes. and it's ryan seacrest he does all the new year he does all the new year stuff yeah. he purchased all that stuff well when he got hold of paintball he's like i don't want to have anything to do with this he kicked it to the side but because he had the ownership of it 
it just died. It was at this point where it was growing, 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 and it was a mixture of it was a mixture of the hype not being there because it wasn't televised anymore, and then it was also the kind of the turmoil of what was going on with uh, with school shootings and all of that stuff, and the fact that even though we call them markers, they they are guns. They resemble guns at least, and that kind of just took it as a downward spiral. Uh, not not to not, <laughs> not, not, to, not to, to coin our, our friend there, but. That's what happens, though, when the wrong people buy the wrong things. And we see this in media all the time where they don't know what to do with them. And then you see somebody else purchase them and know how to make it work. And it's like, oh, this is so popular. Like, why didn't it work before? It's because you didn't know what you're doing and you bought something you have no clue about. Mm -hmm. And we see that in media, TV, movie all the time. Yeah. And so with that, it's like it's just there's all these options and stuff like that. Now, I'm hoping that this doesn't happen with esports because esports is finally getting the notoriety around the world that it needs to it's you know if you go to any of the asian or asian pacific you know countries uh japan uh korea any of those places china it's been the thing for years you know they have multiple tv channels that are devoted just to starcraft uh, and, and league of legends and all that stuff so i mean this is this is something that's been big it's it's coming it's getting big what i was trying to get you know i'm i'm kind of segueing away and i need to read myself back in but what it is 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 you know you got people like ninja what's create what's crazy about him too is if you look up ninja and you look up his old rants he was not kid friendly for a long time what happened was yeah he started he realized that he was getting more and more kids watching him as he was playing fortnite and he was getting really good at fortnite and he made the decision to become family friendly and this is what's crazy this shows you you know People can make a choice. It's like, you know, yeah, I knew I did some rants and I did some raves a few, and then I said things I shouldn't have, but I can make a change. I can make a change to be family friendly. And where sometimes that'll take a hit, it'll hit you sometimes where you're not, you lose your audience or whatever. With him, it, boom, it just skyrocketed because people are like, oh yeah, you can watch him. There's a lot of comics that have made this decision too, and there might not be your favorite comics or they not might not be somebody, you want something dirtier. But like uh, Jim Gaffigan or something like that, they completely are clean. They're called clean comics. They don't cuss or anything like that. These guys make a ton of money because they can tour places that some of these other dirty comics can't tour, like Utah and <laughs> and stuff like that. So it, it it Ninja going clean, all it did was skyrocket his his uh you know a likeness. And I don't mind if my kids watch Ninja. No, no. No, and his mods are perfect in chat. So I watch them. I don't subscribe to them, but I do watch them from time to time. And the thing is, what's interesting is I didn't watch him for Fortnite. I actually watched him because he started streaming Black Ops. As soon as he started streaming Black Ops, I'm like, oh, okay. And then I started watching how he interacted. And I did watch the tournament of Black Ops uh, when he went in at the TwitchCon and he did a tournament there. And oh, yeah, he got yeah. third place. No, actually, I think he may I mean, he may have got second place. I can't remember. I, I had to, I'm trying to remember I now, know. but I know I, know, I know that he didn't do as well as I thought he was going to do. Um, going against some of the other streamer streamer group. But the thing is, at the end of the day, these all these streamers, they're all acquaintances. They're all friends. They all they all group together and do stuff. They do, yeah. And it's it's craziness is to see this stuff is because it's not like the esports ring is way different than that of any other sports related ring because instead of having decisive teams that you have like you have these you know you have the blazers you have the lakers you have a lot of the stuff's fluid event to event you, you know they they do have teams that go against each other but there's also a lot of singles out there that actually will group up for one event they practice do that they may never play again together it, but it's it's a cool thing it's a cool thing to see what's going on with 
And somebody that you should follow, and you should follow him on Twitter, even Facebook. He's a real cool guy, Rahul Sood. He is the was the owner and the entrepreneur that started Voodoo PC Games. Then he took a job at Microsoft, and now he runs Ucrim Esports. He promotes the hell out of esports. He always talks about how Mark Cuban promotes it too. He has his own uh, esports team. The gambling side of esports, his company is a part of. So esports is going nowhere up, and he always posts updates of what's happening in the world of esports and gambling on esports. Vegas is huge with esports right now. <laughs> He's in Vegas. He's in say. Seattle, but his company is is in Vegas with this, and yeah, it's humongous, man. So streamers and esports, it's just gonna go keep going up and up. That's why I'm saying support your local streamer. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't actually see me right now. But... <laughs> Silver Soul Gaming too. Support her also. Oh yeah. Next up, rumors which. It's rumors, but more news. It's is what was what Netflix uh, supposedly is bringing us a bunch of new anime. We're just going to touch base on two of those, which you know, for me, this is a huge thing. Like I'm, my kids and I are big, big, big fans of Pacific Rim. We really like the second one, and now we get a continuation. Not a series, not a live action series, but we get a animated series. It's being done by the same company that did the Castlevania, which. My God, Castlevania is amazing. I've went through and I've watched, I've been that, uh, the second season, which, you know, and if you listen to our episodes, you knew that we talked about Netflix had ordered those eight episodes the same time they ordered the first three. So I'm just going to call this season one, not season two, but it's technically when you look at it, season two. Season one was three episodes, season two, eight episodes. They're 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes long each. It's easy to get through them all. Easy, yeah. You watch through this stuff. It is great. And it has an ending for a vampire thing. It has an ending that kind of, it leads, it definitely puts up to multiple directions that the next season can go. And season three has been confirmed. Season three and four have been confirmed. It gives you multiple directions that these seasons could go. But at the same time, anyway, you know what? Just see it. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. And I absolutely adore it. You know that when the first season came out, all of us were giving it a 10 out of 10. It's great animation. It's a Americanized version of, you know, anime. It's a very, it's, it's rooted in tradition, but with a little bit of a different style to it. It's great. So I cannot wait to see what they do with Pacific Rim, considering Pacific Rim is going to be connected to the films. It lives in the same world. It's basically what happened when, when Warner Brothers said, okay, uh, guys, Constantine, you're, you're great. You know, the, 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 the show's great, but we're getting a lot of flack because it's almost too good. You guys are too dark. You're doing your job too well. <laughs> so we have to cancel you. That's what sucks, too, because that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah, it is exactly what happened. But then they came back and they go, hey, guys, uh, we want you to keep your jobs, though. So keep being dark, but we're going to do animated instead. And I'm okay with this. I was okay with it too because yeah. it was an exact continuation. It went into the same style of art as the Dark Justice League, which was phenomenal and had the same voice actors that was the actors from the series. So I enjoyed it. It's okay to do this. And the fact that Netflix is saying this, this is what's got me kind of interested though, is that if they're doing this animated series as a connection to the movie, will the next movie, because there's supposed to be a third movie, Will the mm-hmm. next movie be a Netflix original 
because Netflix does do Netflix originals that go into theater, like the body, yes. the Hitman's Bodyguard was Netflix original. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of movies that are Netflix original that go into theater. It could go into theater, or or it could just be a Netflix original that comes onto Netflix, which I would totally be fine with. Because get this, guys, Altered Carbon fans, we're not getting one series; we're getting two series: Altered Carbon mm-hmm. season two, and Altered Carbon anime. The reason why Nick and I were talking before the show about how, why this is so huge. We know how big of a budget the alt season one had for Alter Carbon. And I doubt they're going to do, even though they got Anthony Mackie, I doubt they're going to go that big again for that budget, man. It, they'll probably, we'll probably see a couple million drop from each episode. Uh, I, I have to you'd have so. to, but what you can do in anime is completely different. So you could go back, you can go above and beyond. Yes. And it's anime, so this is something, and, and this is another thing, it's like, so Nick, you're saying that you're not a typically a fan of anime. I don't watch it, and some of them, I just don't find myself jumping in and watching it, like, we're going to talk about the Titan series, I love the live action stuff, and so, I'm one of those people that are like, ah, oh, let's watch this, but this, even Pacific Rim, the anime side of, of Pacific Rim is huge because of all the stuff they could tell in between each movie. Now, and like you said, it's going to be part of the canon, so it's going to be completely fluid, and I, I hope it's completely fluid anyways. It's supposed Alter, to be. supposed to be, yeah. Alter Carbon, because of the way this world works of... The sleeves. You know, the, the sleeves, and you have your you have your rich people live in the sky, and you have your slums. This can tell so many different multiple stories. You don't even have to tell a story about somebody that's some cop with a sleeve. You could tell a story about a guy that's a slum living it in... It could be an anthology. Exactly. And then you yes. have that character, all of a sudden, you, you, you can do it and have, okay, we create you know an anthology, you have this story about this character, and then all of a sudden, you when you watch the next season, you see this background character, and you're like, hey, I saw him in, I saw him in that episode. I know why he's there. And he could also, from the anime, you can have somebody that looks similar to him in the live action with Anthony Mackie. Um, I'm not sure, did they announce... Which one's coming first? I think season two with Anthony Mackie. I think season two is coming first. So the anthology of anime could just expand this universe so much because we know how big it is. It's multiple planets and everything. So, I mean, this this gives us everything. And this, and you're correct, multiple planets. This could be on a different planet. We don't know, sure. But if it's in the same planet, in the same world, and it does really well, this is the only thing I'm afraid about is that they would stop doing the live action one because of cost. I don't think that's what's going to happen. It's just something that I'm worried about because I loved Alter Carbon so much. Same here. And season two with Anthony Mackie, I'm so excited for, and I'm so happy it's Anthony Mackie in it. That's the only reason I'm a little uh, precautious about the anime side of this. But other than that, Pacific Rim and Alter Carbon as anime series that connect the movies, I mean... This is somebody buying something that knows what to do with something. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not they're not resting on their laurels. They're sitting there going, yes. "Hey, we can produce more content for you guys. Do you got? And we're gonna do it this way. And we're gonna do a test run. If you like it, we're gonna give you more." I mean, hundred percent. What yeah. I mean, let's let's put it this way: they have a contract with Walking Dead. They they from AMC. When they, yep. when the series a year after the series, they get it. What if they got a contract with AMC to produce? Side stories of The Walking Dead in an animated, in an animated format, and they're already written. They're there already several, written. They're already, there's already several books with side stories. You could follow Negan. You could follow the governor. 
uh, if there was a series, an anime series, and I've thought about this a lot, if there was an anime series from the beginning of the disease that happened, the start of the walkers that we see Rick Grimes starting in season one or in book one, if you saw what happened to the beginning of the governor and to where he got to where we see him in the show and in the comic books to the kind of the creepy ruler of that town, I would want that so badly as an anime show, man. So badly. And with this, we don't know. Like this could be something we know that Netflix and we know that Netflix and both we also know AMC is looking for different ways to utilize The Walking Dead and bring back fans. Because it's been hit or miss with fans on The Walking Dead. And, I mean, I used to watch every episode, like, religiously. And I actually, I had so much stuff going on that I've fallen off. And I have, I've only seen one episode this season. i got to get caught back up. We're going to talk about that a little later. But this is a perfect example of a way that they can expand out. You know, I still think, obviously, Walking Dead animation would be amazing. Now, actually, before we do this... Do you, would you want it to be the black and white? Would you want it to be black and white animated with the red blood? Yeah, I think I would. I think I, I think that would dig that a lot more. I think, I think that would be pretty cool. It's a black and white animation, then just using red to, for the gore. That would be. There's a reason the comic books are like that. It's, it's more intense. It feels, uh, it feels like the danger is more alive when you see a walker coming up on you with the red blood. I, I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, so I think I think that'd be a really cool way. Hey, AMC, I know you you don't listen to us yet. But, uh, maybe <laughs> if we tag you, we tag we we'll tag you in this episode. Come listen to us and uh, take, go ahead and take our ideas. Netflix, you too, you too. Come and come and listen. Yeah, we invite you. We invite you. We'll invite any of you guys on the show. You want to come talk? Come on the show, please. And please give us feedback in the Discord about The Walking yeah. Dead if you like the idea of animated one-offs, or even oh, or yeah. they can even be just continuations. Next up, before we jump into our show recaps, the long-awaited Breaking Bad movie. So we've had the spinoff, Better Call Saul. It's fantastic, man. And we had Breaking Bad. Now we're going to get a movie. And it takes place like directly after the events of the series. Following Aaron Paul's Jesse Pinkman. Aaron, Paul, Aaron Paul's Jesse Pinkman directly after that. I mean, this is... This, this, this is good. This is good. Now, do you think that this is going to spawn? I mean, we don't know how this is going to how this is going to play. Do you think this could spawn like a trilogy of films? I don't know, man. I don't know. I th- I think the the best idea is this idea, and that is following Jesse Pinkman directly after the series. I I think every other storyline is either pretty much well wrapped up or, or dead. And if you want more storyline with some of the drug cartel. Better Call Saul is a great place to go find that at. It is amazingly written show. Now, do you think that this could tie back into because like Better Call Saul, that was if I remember correctly, that was kind of they do the flashbacks of him as he's working at Cinnabon. Yes, is it? I think it's yep. Cinnabon. Do you think that we could, <laughs> do you think we could see Jesse Pinkman finding Saul? Actually, the Cinnabon flashbacks are not flashbacks; they're flash forwards. Flash forwards. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Flash forwards. That would be. See now, now you're breaking. Now you're breaking my head. That would be amazing if Jesse Pinkman ran back into Saul at, at like a Cinnabon. Yeah, he's like you know in order. Uh, see, the writers of these shows are so brilliant. 
that I know, I trust them, they're not going to mess this up. So whatever direction they're going to take it, it's probably a direction we will never think of, and it will be the perfect direction to go. Do we think anybody's going to be resurrected from the dead? No, because it's, no, it's, after, it's after Breaking Bad. Which, which person would you want resurrected? I guess instead of resurrection, I think what we're going to do is we'll probably see him having flashbacks, which we may have not have seen in the series. If that's the case... You know, it's a way to get in the character, us to get to see the characters again. I'm I'm really curious about what this is gonna what this is gonna do because because I was just thinking like I was just thinking like okay right after the show it's Jesse Pinkman we're gonna see how he survives because man he was held hostage strung out making meth for for the cartel I I wonder what it's gonna be what what if it was a series of him just finding a really good psychiatrist to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, it also says the film also will include some new behind the scene details including that it was also suggested that this will be a televised movie uh through the gillingans deal with sony tv who produces the original show uh, which aired on ENC. the network is choosing the same approach for walking dead movies so there's little surprise that breaking man will, movie will follow this suit so it, it sounds like this is not going to be a big screen uh, movie it's going to be you know for amc which is perfect i just want to see aaron paul get more work because he's had he's had a little bit of a rough go he's picked some he's he's taken some on some roles that have not you would have thought possibility of franchise like you know he went on and he did the needs for need for speed movie which the need for speed movie was an actual was an actual fun movie but it was like it's like it felt like it was grabbing at straws of of uh Fast and the Furious. Yes, it's grabbing a hundred percent, and you cannot take a video game name of a movie. It is done so many times, and do something that you can't take a Need for Speed, which is a race, is a street racing game, and make a, a a good film out. I just don't see it ever. If you want to make a street racing movie, fine, pick something else. You don't need to grab a video game movie and try to go with that. He has done a couple smaller projects that were good. I, Aaron Paul is fantastic. Um, he's one of the best guys on Twitter or Instagram. If you follow his social media, he's one of the, oh, he's one know, of the right? nicest guys. Um, giving away candy, Halloween, all all different things. He had a tour of people show up to his house. Uh, one of those buses in Hollywood that show up to their house and take photos of people. Like, oh, Aaron Paul lives here. You know, Bruce Willis lives here. He came outside and took photos with everybody in the bus. Um, he's just an amazing guy. I, I, I think he really embraced that role of, of the stardom of Breaking Bad. So I'm, I'm happy that they're going to continue his story for uh, Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, that's awesome. And who knows, maybe it could spin off into its own series. A Jesse Pinkman series? Let's do it, man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Going into show recaps, we're going to jump right back into AMC. And we've already talked a little bit about The Walking Dead and how some people have fallen off. And I've got to admit, I am one of those people that have fallen off. Like, this season, I've only seen the first episode. But I I know, unfortunately, because of news that just went out everywhere right after the episode aired, I didn't get a chance to get caught up and know the know certain things. And this kind of the same thing happened to you. Yeah, so I don't really get a chance to watch The Walking Dead on Sunday nights because I work Sunday night. And so I watch them Monday nights with my wife. As soon as I got to work Sunday night and I look at my phone, it is all over the place that Walking Dead has revealed that there's going to be three movies on AMC with Rick Grimes. The story that will continue with Rick Grimes outside of the, his normal group or it will continue. And maybe he continues and goes back to the group. This is what Andrew Lincoln, he lives in England. The show takes nine months out of the year to, to film. He wanted to be back with his family. So this is the deal that he made with AMC is to stop filming the, sh the, the TV series itself 
And actually, his quote is, I categorically say that I will not be returning to the TV show. But that means that he made a deal to, he didn't want to leave the fans hanging. He didn't want to have an ending for Rick Grimes that has not been written yet. So he made a deal with them that he will make three Walking Dead movies that will only take two months each movie out of his time out of the year and so that he can go back to England and spend time with his family now it's nine seasons with this and if you started with little kids and maybe they're seven eight years old that's a lot of time away from your kids I completely understand um he is the best and my favorite character on The Walking Dead outside of Daryl Michonne he he is the standstill he is the stronghold he is the person that keeps all these these people going all these people together and it's going to be really sad not to have Rick Grimes in The Walking Dead anymore. Now, this season of season nine of The Walking Dead has been a very slow season. They've added a couple new characters. And as soon as I saw his face, Damien, I was like, oh, this guy's going to have a little bit more. You know, when you see that one character and you're like, he's going to have <laughs> a little bit more to say in this episode or in this series so far. And that's Zach McGowan. And you might know him from the Black Cell series. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, I, I love them in Black Cells. I think he should get more work. I mean, he's been in Dracula, he's been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but in Black Cells was the show that I fell in love with this guy. And he showed up in episode one of season nine. And in Black Cells, he played uh, Charles Vane, Captain Charles Vane. Mm. You remember he was the sacrifice at the end. Anyways, I, I love Black Cells. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I love, no, no. no. He, and he's also, but the other thing with him, he's also been in Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's yep. been, he's actually the Scorpion King in the most recent Scorpion King movie. Yeah, I think. And it's actually a good. It's I, I think he should get more work. And when I saw him, I was like, okay, this is great. He, he's, he needs to play Tarzan. He looks like yeah, a Tarzan. He does. It's like I know we got a most. I know we got a, a good Tarzan movie. When I look at him, he's Tarzan. You're, you're uh, absolutely correct. He, he looks a lot like Tarzan because he's got that. He's yeah. got, he actually looks like a wolf. <laughs> he does. Yes. Like I want to see a new under. Like I know that we're not getting an underworld movie, and, and I'm, I'm I'm jumping in here and going on, but but it's but he's a. He, he looks, he has an animalistic look about him that is just predatorial. Yeah. So when I see him, all I can think about, well, typically it's weird for me when he plays a good guy because he looks like a villain or at least an anti-hero. I mean, I, I mean, you do makeup on this guy. He looks like a lion. You know, you, yeah. No lion. That's better. Yeah. You know, beauty and the beast. Yeah. yeah. You know, he looks like a, you do makeup, the right makeup on this guy. I mean, you got Lobo right there. I'm going to throw you for a loop here. He's in Shameless. Mm, second season i believe and he's a sex addict and he's trying to fight his sex addiction with one of lip's ex-girlfriends that now he is dating it is a weird role for him to play but he plays this super super nice guy you know he's ripped he's in super good shape he's a good looking guy and he plays this super super nice guy (laughs) and it's really funny to see him after black sales when he plays this really dirty and gruff and mean guy um but yeah, he's in Shameless and he's a sex addict. <laughs> it's a, it's but it's now, a good talk, role. Talk for about him. a series, but talk about a series. Uh, you're you're a huge fan of Shameless, yeah. and talk about a series that's you know taken some punches lately with two key characters leaving. Yeah, I will definitely dive into that. Uh, maybe next week or the week after that. Um, this Still the half week. of the season has a you know how they do the half half the yeah. season's wrapped yeah. up and it's the next season yes two characters are, are leaving and one of them is ian who plays the joker or jerome on gotham yeah that yeah. mess so this season the walking dead has is five episodes in that's all uh andrew lincoln was signed on to do and also maggie lauren cohen is also leaving this season um which is two big hits so when I saw him, Zach, in the show, I was like, oh, maybe he'll have a bigger role now because I really like this guy. I, I, I think mm-hmm. he's a great character. He's a great character actor. He could play many different things. Like I said, he's a sex addict on one show. and the other show, he's the Pirate King. But this is the end of Rick Grimes for AMC's 
Walking Dead. After nine seasons, we finally see an exit for Rick. And it's not the way we normally expect like a major character to go out in The Walking Dead. It, it, you know, he's not bitten by a walker. He's not shot by a gun. He's not killed by one of the saviors. Negan doesn't escape from jail and finish Rick off, you know, to pay him back for killing off his group of saviors. No, Rick <laughs> Rick is dragged along this final episode. And I do like this final episode, but it's definitely dragged along. Episode 4 of Season 9, we see Rick trying to be heroic again. He's trying to lead a swarm of zombies, a walkers, away from the group that are repairing the bridge. Now, the bridge is a storyline throughout season nine. Again, Rick is doing something heroic to try to save the group and sacrifice himself, as we've seen him do multiple times throughout the series. But he gets injured in this time. He gets a piece of rebarb through the side of him. So he's bleeding and he's going in and out of consciousness. And he's on his horse and he's and he's falling off his horse. And he's, you know, he's, he, he's unconscious as the horse is carrying him around. The horse miraculously knows where to go, though. It's like the it's like the Red Dead Redemption horse. He just said, like, a waypoint. And he, Cinemas? Is this, you're, you're going into, he's, Ricky, Rick, what are you doing going into cinema He's mode. going to cinematic mode and he's like, uh, just go there. Which is very nice horse. Beautiful horse, dude. I love that white horse. But during this heroic move, he is injured and he's going in and out of conscious and he's looking for his family, you know, mostly like Carl and Lori. And he's trying to figure out what his family is during this episode. And he gets visited by some major characters that were on the show. Shane is one of them. And it's a great scene between him and Shane. Rick is shaving. He looks like he just left the hospital. It looks like episode one. They're in the cop car and they're bantering about. And Rick is also kind of giving him jibes about him and Lori. And Shane's actually asking him how his daughter's doing. And it, it, it's really funny. Sasha visits him. Herschel. You see a Michonne visit too. And basically what he's trying to do in this in this conscious, unconscious state is trying to find out where he fits in this world anymore and where his family is at. And he wakes to find himself being carried by the horse across the bridge. And now the bridge in this storyline throughout season nine, it, the bridge acts as a device that will prepare all the relationships between the shattered after Negan was taken down between the Oceanside, the Kingdom, the Hilltop, and Alexandria. Rick is trying to build this bridge to help trade routes, but also he's building the bridge with people from the Saviors, with people from Oceanside, to try to repair this world that he wants to create uh, post-Negan. So this bridge has multiple different you know, meanings as we go out through the five episodes through Season 9. Now, Jadis was one of the garbage people. and this, She's the only garbage people She's now. the only garbage person left. And then this season, she has joined Rick in the group, and she is to work on the bridge. She's in the small camp of people. She's not trusted by any other groups on, on that are working on the bridge. Actually, Father Gabriel has taken a liking to her, and he is following her around. And actually, Rick is asking her of him to keep it keep a close eye on it. But she decides that she cannot be trusted, and nobody will trust her, that she can't live in this world anymore. And she plans to secure an A. Now, the A has something to do back in Season 8 when she captures Rick and puts him in one of those freight containers and locks him in in her garbage world place. Gotta hate that storyline. But she writes an A on it. And if you go back and look, she writes it in chalk. And the A is still on that. It shows it on the container again. It's still on there. And basically, A means like probably a higher up person like Rick is. Maybe Maggie's an A. Maybe Negan was an A. At first, she was going to get Father Gabriel. And she was telling the people on the helicopter, which we've seen throughout the season 8 and season 9, fly by here and there. She actually is contact with them. She has a walkie-talkie or a satellite phone that can actually call them and, and talk to them. And they want an A. 
what they want to A4, what the storyline is, I have no clue because it's not in the books, man. I don't know where they're going with this. But again, they're dragging Jadis along in this show, which should have been killed off two years ago. <laughs> At the meantime, Jadis is trying to figure out a way out, and Rick is trying to save the group from uh, the the herd of zombies that are coming their way. So as Rick is on the bridge now, a lucky box of dynamite is on there. He shoots the box of dynamite as the group is on looking. Now we're talking about, you know, Michonne is looking on Carol, Daryl, and they're all trying to save him. Daryl's actually shooting like headshots from distance with his crossbow to save Rick as he's kind of stammering about and not really noticing where he's at. But at that point in time, Rick looks over and he sees his family and realizes this is his family and he is home and this is his people. So he kind of realizes through all this that he does have a family, that he does have a place. And it was cool to go through all the memories from The Walking Dead in different scenarios with Sasha and Herschel and, and for Rick to really figure out where his place is at, even though we know where his place is at. And, and this year he's trying to build something new. So he was still trying to figure out what that new is. And so it was a cool, cool for him to be the heroic person at the end by shooting the dynamite blowing up the peripheral bridge you know the meaning here in season nine and as the walkers follow themselves you know stupidly across the bridge into the high waters and they're being washed away to save the camp to save the people as like his last heroic thing to do and also to bring the groups together again one more thing for him to do and i thought maybe okay is that really how they're going to end rick right there and if it's a flash flood he gets washed up on the shore conveniently right where jadis is calling the helicopter to come pick her up but really jadis was trying to bring him down and shoot the helicopter pilot and fly the helicopter herself but she decides that oh there's rick there's my a and there's my way out of here so season nine episode five leaves us with jadis and rick flying in a helicopter to some unknown place and this is where the information as soon as this episode was released that there would be three amc movies starring andrew lincoln and this will tell that story which i'm excited about because it's a d direction i was not sure it was going to go it was a good ending to andrew lincoln and episode five has been was the best episode so far this season the other episodes have been very slow very deliberate to get to this ending and you could tell after you've seen episode five that everything was very deliberate season nine episode six will be out on sunday and i will see what the post rick grimes world of walking dead looks like i'll do my best to be like, like i said to get caught up and so we can talk about post post uh, post apocalyptic post apop post apocalyptic post tupac Post post apocalypse. <laughs> you should catch up with all, I, I like I said. You want to see this ending, man. You want to see yeah, how it yeah. happens. So, uh, how was it with seeing Herschel? Because you know the actor that played Herschel has passed away. Yeah, he did. They just use old footage, or was this no? This is they, they must have recorded this before he passed away. This is definitely a new conversation with Herschel. Unless I'm wrong, I'm not. I, I should say I'm not 100 percent sure. But it seemed it looked like uh it looked like a newer Herschel. He looked shaven, he looked cleaned up, and it looked like a new conversation. I don't remember the conversation from previous episodes hmm. or seasons. Interesting. The okay. Sasha the Saucer conversation is also really great, but the Shane conversation is something that everybody should watch. Even if you don't watch Walking Dead, <laughs> when he asked how his daughter's doing <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next up, we're gonna be going into Titans. This is a big, big deal because this is right now. I mean, this is like kind of your, if you're with the DC streaming service, this is one of your big things with DC. Yes. I mean, that's, we're talking Titans. I mean, Titans, I'm, I'm going to tell you this much. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm not, I'm not all the way cut up right now. Um, but what I have seen of Titans. Okay. First off, I, I love Robin. I love his character in this. He, 
I love how dark this is. This is what this is. This is the thing when I when I'm watching this series. The first thing, my first thing, I initially felt was that Warner Brothers. Why is this not your films? You don't. Why are you trying to go the the route that that? I mean, even Marvel has learned that there's a place for R and a place for non. You know, you know, for PG thirteen. Why are you guys when when you have such a dark universe? Why are you not capitalizing on the movies to be like this series? Because I'm telling you, your movies would do a lot better. I know that you're trying to make it, you know, money off of kids, toys, and that, that type of stuff. But come on now, these these this dark grittiness. This is even darker than the the than the Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, and those were dark. Those very dark, yeah. And those that's why they did so well. But I mean. This is darker. This does not. This the Batman and everything. That this these characters feel like they come from the universe that the Dark Knight trilogy was filmed in. They do not feel like they are from the movie. The movie universe. They feel like something post Batman. Like they have yes. to be better and grittier and deadlier to show that there's somebody still, you know, fighting crime in Gotham. But actually, man is a detective in Detroit. He has left Gotham. And does the one issue I have with the actor, I, I like him as playing Robin. I really do. The one issue I have, though, is he seems like a young guy to be a detective already. But he's not. If you actually know his age, he's not. He's not a young guy to be a detective. He just happens to just look. He just, he looks, just looks super young. young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also uh, was the one who played uh, Will Turner's son in the last Pirates of the Caribbean film. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. And he's also from Gods of Egypt. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm very, I, I, lo- I love this actor. Uh, but here's the thing. This was something that threw me for a loop. Episode two comes out and I watched this and I'm seeing it. And all I'm saying is Warner Brothers, I know that you got the series and everything, but you know, you're looking for a younger Batman, possibly. Did you guys not see the guy that you guys got? Now, I've seen Blue Mountain State and I've loved Blue Mountain State and I love the movie that they did, but... I never looked at him and thought, "Oh man, you got a, you got yourself a superhero because you played such a dumb dumbass." <laughs> then you got him here, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's Batman! He's got the chin, he's got the look. Batman, make him Batman! Seriously, make him Batman!" I'm like, I'm screaming this. I'm like, I want. I've been wanting to talk to you about. And this. you're talking about Alan I, Richardson. Yes, make him Batman. He please he does have the he look. He's got the body. He's got the look. He's got the gruff voice. He's got the ability to fight. Make him your new Batman. I mean, just do it. Seriously, he's he would be perfect for a younger take on the bat on Batman. You could even do the whole role where Batman retires. Ben Affleck can retire as Batman and do the new Batman where he passes on the cow. Pass the cow on to him and have it be Batman. <laughs> Sorry, I have been waiting to talk about this because as soon as I saw that, I'm like the scars, everything. I'm like, make him Batman. I'm sorry. I really want to see him as Batman. Yeah, and he plays Hawk, and that's Hawk and Dove, basically, yes, yeah, in yeah. Titans. And I like I like the storyline of bringing Hawk and Dove in because it really tied together in some of Dick's past. Rob, yeah, Robin's past. Yeah, and which was with Dove. Now, one question I had since you've seen that episode: Do Hawk and Dove even have powers? It didn't seem like they did. No, they don't. They don't it didn't seem like they had powers. They had. I mean, they had their suits that because Dove had like her suit. Her, her wings were, however that fabric was, it made clinking sounds, but it was also move and maneuver enough to, for them to use it as like a, as a glider, but she could use it to cut. Yeah, she could do it as bulletproof. So they had technology from somewhere to create their, their costumes. See, in the comic books, they could say each other's names and they become superhuman. It just, in that final act, 
I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but that final act in season, that final fight in episode two, they got their ass kicked, you know? And it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got their ass kicked by actually enhanced human beings. Yeah, I love this series. I want, I want to, I want, you know, this, this series, I want the next Punisher season be as dark as this. Yeah, I, I do like the darkness of this. Also in episode two, where... He helps out Hawk and Dove on a situation and he jumps in there. Dove is actually kind of startled by how crazy and dark Robin has gotten to the point where he is he is finishing guys off. It's Mortal Kombat. It's finish him each time. It's rip the spine out each time he and you see that in episode one. They set this standard for Robin episode one in the alleyway. You guys have all yep. seen the you guys have all seen F the Batman. yeah the F Batman scene. He is dark like that throughout the time and throughout the series so far. And I'm on episode four. I'm a little bit ahead of you now. How do you think? I, I like the fact that they set Robin up to be super dark, super dangerous, and I feel like he has to be like that to set a tone for himself because of the he is basically a post Batman character right now for himself well, in this world. This whole Titans take is that every character is an embodiment of darkness. This is yes. not the light. There's no light heartedness in this. Each character, I mean, even Starfire, the little bit that we saw Starfire, her character, like instead of being an alien from another planet, looks like it's an alien that took over another person's body. Correct. And But she also and, mentions when she's talking to Raven, I don't know if you're at this point, but a little bit of spoiler here. Raven tells her, they both talking at the same time and having a conversation. Raven tells her she's dark. And at the same time, she says, I'm light. And they both look at each other and like, ah, uh. so she is kind of the light so far in the series, even though some of the things she's done is very dark. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'm like, Ugh. but the cast of characters so far, and I know we're used to having cyborg, but obviously cyborg is not in this for many reasons. Yeah. Uh, we're following Raven. Raven's not really sure what her powers are, what her powers do. At the same time, she has came and she's found uh, Dick Grayson as a as a detective in Detroit to help her out. But also at the same time, Starfire, for some reason, has her photo and is tracking her down at the same time. This series does revolve a lot around Raven and her darkness. Starfire, at the same time, doesn't know who she is. She has the memory loss. Um, not really sure who she is. She's asking Raven when she finds Raven, she's asking who she is. So, so far in four episodes that I've watched, there is the three characters and they're all kind of surrounded and evolve around Raven, which is a really, I think she's portrayed very well in this series so far. Very, very well. And I know episode two had a lot of Hawk and Dove, which is, which was really cool. And now DC can play with this universe as much as they want because this is, you know, their universe. Their universe. And then Titans episode four is called Doom Patrol. Okay, I know you're not there yet, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But if, if anybody knows DC Universe, Doom Patrol is a, a squad. It is a group of misfits, people that can't be out seen out in public, people that kind of have to hide themselves a lot of times. And Beast Boy is... I was just going to say, that's how, that's how they get Beast Boy. Because we've seen, we see Beast Boy at the end of the episode. So I don't want to ruin it for you. There's something that happens yeah. in episode three. But then episode four, episode three is kind of a, a, a carry-on to find out Raven's past, a lot of that. Episode four okay. introduces the Doom Patrol and people might think, well, man, we haven't even seen like Titans together yet. We haven't even seen like the four because you really haven't at this point, but you're going to introduce us into Doom Patrol. I think it's done so well. I, I love the episode so much that they really explore each one of the characters from Doom Patrol and Beast Boy is part of that. And that's where that's where they get uh, Beast Boy from. Now, at the end of episode four, this is a little bit of a spoiler for you. But you're not going to mind, Damien. So anybody out there? No. This is when Beast Boy actually joins the other three 
And now at the end of episode four, they drive away together and you're like, okay, now we finally have the four together. Let's see what happens from here. But Doom Patrol so far, man, what a great episode diving into those characters. Now that made me think how well they did these characters. Can we get a Doom Patrol series on DC streaming service? Really? Okay. I, if it goes this dark and they do it this well, I'm down for anything that they want to put out because it's it's great. It's great entertainment. And it's something that I am, it just feels good to watch. I like it. It's entertaining. Yes. And I was curious how they're going to go about Beast Boy. I mean, he's not always green. No. So I, I like that, and they went with the green hair instead. So they did, they took a little bit of a uh, of a move on that that made it fit a little bit better in the universe. And but I I also what I like about it is is that I'm, this is it's interesting because this feels like Warner Brothers took a gamble, mate, going on something that feels in the initial episodes similar to the Defenders, but instead it works because better writing. A better writing plus episode three gives you a lot of background on Dick Grayson and how he became into Wayne Manor, which is that story is not even finished yet. I think they're going to keep dropping those, uh, the backstory as we go along. And then episode four gives you the backstory of somewhat, and I think they're going to continue that, of Beast Boy and how he became his powers and how he became part of the Doom Patrol. I can't remember if it's a movie that's going to go into theaters or if it's a movie for the streaming search or an actual series. But we're going to get that series or movie that's based off of Alfred, his early years when he was uh, when he was uh, in the military. And DC everything. streaming service. DC streaming yeah. service. That's going to be interesting yes. to see because, I mean, it's the way that they're doing this right now. Through DC streaming service, they could actually be using this as the, you know, the building blocks for the new DC universe. That they could actually produce some films of that would, you know, make critics and people and fans happy for live action dc streaming or live action uh tv or movies that are going to hit dc streaming service this is a great way to launch it because you've seen episode two and i was going to mention this hawk and dove there's something that happens at the end of the series and i mentioned uh, episode not series at the end of the episode and i mentioned superhuman that could actually launch those two into their own series mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying and then doom patrol yeah. is being introduced so i'm noticing this that, okay, are they introducing this like the Marvel Cinematic Universe introduced us in the characters and then brought them together? But they're introducing this so well. And backstories for Raven, uh, Beast Boy, Dick Grayson. Um, so far, that's the backstories we have. We're going to get more for uh, the other characters. Starfire. Why do I keep forgetting Starfire's name? We haven't got a backstory really <laughs> for Starfire yet. Some of her memory loss is part of that. Um, but if that's the case, and if that's the way the direction that DC streaming is is going, adding these these characters that we see in Titans and adding them into their own series, which would bring the Titans back in also, or certain characters back into their series, I'm all for it. Now, we talked about earlier that the price point for DC streaming service is $7.99. I, I'm paying for it. I enjoy it. All the old animated movies are on there from the 90s. All the Batman animated series is on there, which is the best Batman animated series. Brave and the Bold. (laughs) Uh, Anything that you could think of that's animated that Warner Brothers would do, which is so many Batman movies, so many Robin. Mm -hmm. They're all fantastic. Plus, all the the comics from DC streaming services on there. For $7.99 a month, so far, I've really enjoyed going in there and exploring different characters, especially like random characters. That you might not know, like what? Uh, who's the bad guy that we're gonna see in Aquaman again? Um, um, uh, Black Manus. Yeah, Black Manus. So I don't really know too much about Black Manus. Obviously, I can't even think of his name. 
But when you go into the DFE streaming service app, you can go look at the villains and you can go through and it'll give you the lore. It'll give you the backstory. It's like a Wikipedia page. You could probably find that online. That's cool. But it's really cool how they do it. And they give you little shorts and different th- comic books they've been into. I-, I like the way they do it. So the next thing we're going to jump into, that's another streaming service. We are going to talk about Disney and the factor of we, we, we talked about before but we're going to touch on four things and then and that'll be this is going to be ending up our episode and this is basically the four things the first thing two things we're going to touch on we've talked about in the past so we're going to hit these up first is that we are getting two series uh disney streaming service one of which is going to be loki with tom hiddleston yes and we talked about it a little bit earlier that's that's huge the fact that we're getting a series of tom hiddleston and then there's something else that i'm curious about because you know tom tom hiddleston said you know i think my character's gone this stuff you know i think we're done and then all of a sudden this comes out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then if you follow if you follow robert downey jr social media he's a, he's a trick he's the real trickster robert downey jr is the real trickster here <laughs> because he drops this thing of going well maybe may, maybe i maybe i change loki's direction meaning because there's time travel a lot of time travel in the next Avengers film. This means possibly Loki's saved. Would you guys be would you guys think that it'd be cool if Loki became a key member of the next version of the Avengers? That would be amazing. I would like that. Dark Avengers, yeah. Dark Avengers also. Dark Avengers, you're true and they did say that they want to do a Dark yes. Avengers film. There we go. This is re- you save Loki, Loki becomes leader of the Dark Avengers. There you get it. <laughs> there we go. We we tied it all together. Yeah. Also, but then there's also Scarlet Witch. Exactly. Uh, being played by uh, Olsen. Um, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, how can you not know this? How can Because you the Olsen twins you always dunce. screw me up on that. <laughs> I always oh, want to say the gosh. Olsen twins every single time. Look, I'm a 90s kid. I grew up a full house. Yeah, okay? but you have a daughter named after Scarlet Witch. She's named after the queen, damn it. Not, don't tell my wife she's named after Scarlet Witch. Um. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But yeah, no, no. I, well, if, if you really want to go back, her first character that uh, that... She liked the name Elizabeth, honestly, was her EverQuest character. So if you yes. really want to go back, then you want to give her a hard time. That was her I'm character. I'm totally okay and, with and... her being nerdy with me and naming our kid after characters. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> you did say the streaming service, though, for Disney. Disney Plus is the name. They announced the name of the streaming service, Disney Plus. Go follow Disney Plus if you want to get... Um, if you want to get information, I know Damien, you said you were following that. You yeah. said the streaming service price is going to be $9.99. Are you sure of that? Because I've looked it up. I... This, I'm not sure of it. That's what they the said. Rumor? That's what they originally okay. said. It's rumored right now, $9.99. That's what they said initially is that they wanted to be the original base price of, well, not the original, because original base price of Netflix for streaming was $7.99. Yes. They wanted to be the nine, they're, they're targeting that $9.99 uh, or cost point, excuse me. The other thing. The, this is the two big things. We, we've already talked about Mandalorian. Yes. And we're ex- super excited about this, about Mandalorian. But, you know, then Disney goes and says, you know, because when we saw Rogue One, we all loved, we loved Rogue One. There's characters in this series or in this film that we just fell in love with, but they're gone. <laughs> we don't get them. It's like, hey, guys, you like it? Oh, sorry. They're gone. Bye-bye. Guys, Caspian. God, he's so good. One of the best Rogue played characters i've ever seen in the star wars so universe. good that's why i love Be- it better bet better better i'd say and you can get you can send shade my way at damien uh mr damien nash on twitter uh or email me at damien nash uh excuse me damien dot nash at geekologistradio.com you can go ahead and send me that as well uh Send me the shade because I'm about to say something. I'm gonna drop a bomb. I think Caspian is a better rogue character than Han Solo. Wow! Boom! That is that is big. 
I didn't think you were gonna say that. Well, because he does. He plays a. He plays a dirt. He he, he played a better dirtbag, I think, because hmm. he was a dirtbag on there. He was a pirate. He was that rogue. And then in the end, he had this. He had this kind of coming of, uh, you know, okay, maybe maybe we we'll try this. And then that's what made that was his character, his ability to be that jackass that looked out for himself, and then to come back at the end was what was so endearing that made you like the character so much. So if we get to explore more of that jackass character, I'm all about it. Like, I want to know more about this, but I also got to know, we got to know K2SO. Oh yeah. We need more. We need more. We need more. That's all I'm saying. But it's, it's really cool. We're getting two live action series. Now, the other thing is with this, with him being a scoundrel, with him being uh, a smuggler, the rumors and Disney is not squashing these rumors. We may not be getting our Boba Fett, film we may not even get another continuation to the solo story but but the whole criminal underground from the solo that what that was involved in this could be being pulled into this series and if they go far enough back on this character we could we could get a whole set of of info on the series and hopefully get our continuation to the darth maul story this is what I'm hoping for. That would be cool. This is the perfect setup point for them to say, oh, we know that we can't, we stopped, put a squash on these. But look, guys, we're giving you this. And it's instead of you getting two and a half hours, we're going to give you 10 hours of this guy, of this, 10 hours of this. We're giving you 3.5 times the amount. You can really dig and, deep into storylines and really drive out the characters and who they are and where they came from. And this is something that Star Wars fans should all be excited about. To get somebody like, I mean, when you get an actor like Diego Luna to re, uh, to get the role back as Cassian Andor, he was fantastic. To have a have a series starring him, I, I'm more excited about this actually. I, I am. I'm more excited about that than I am the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian, I, I really want. I love. I love the badasses of the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. I just love Rogue One so much. I would love to dive into this character and figure out more about him. Yeah, I mean, it's this is this is going to be this is. I'm saying it right now as if I've already seen it, that this is going to be good. I feel that this is going to be good. I feel that this is going to be spectacular, and I'm super stoked for this. And just by these four series alone, not to mention that any movie, Disney film, live action, animated or not, the first service it's going to drop on. Not even HBO stars are going to get a nope. hold of these first. The first services that it's going to drop on, it's a Disney streaming service. So it'll come out to purchase for, you know, for a while, for probably like, and then right, probably about, about a month or two after it's out for purchase, it's probably going to be out on their streaming service. Boom. And then if you have access to the streaming service, guess what? You have access to the library. A huge library of a great content. And we, and we talked about uh, before the show happened too, or maybe we talked about during the podcast earlier on, but also, like Monster University or Monster Incorporated, yes, they're going to do yes. side stories for the other monsters that are in the university. I mean, they could take this Frozen. You could take characters from that and 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 drive mini series for that for your kids. Like we said, Disney's coming out swinging, man. Yeah, I mean, and it's not they're not resting on their laurels. They're not sitting there and saying, "Hey, we're just going to be about kids." They're bringing us the drama. They're bringing us drama. They're gonna they're gonna give us that through these characters. These are not. This is if you've seen the Star Wars, if you've seen Rogue One, you know first off that this was a hard one to watch with your kids because it was a very dark Star Wars film. It was very drama filled. These series are being looked at as drama. Tie, tie this tie this episode up, guys. We we talked about a lot of things. We talked about two awesome streaming services. One that's available to you right now, DC streaming service, available to you at the price point. Nick, 
7.99. It's we, we, you get all the old animated and all the animate the DC animated feature films and stuff like that. That's outstanding. And if you watch those, they have a lot of rated R, adult orientated DC animated films. Guys, if you're not a fan of animation, I'm telling you the DC animated films are fantastic. The Warner Brothers does animation better than Marvel does. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I, I'm I mean I and I'm and I love I love my Wolverine versus uh Thor or no, no, my my Hulk versus Thor, my Hulk versus Wolverine yes. animated film and I love a lot of the other animated films that Marvel does, but I'm going to say DC does do animation better. Yeah. Just just Batman and all the Robin stories. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> all the different ones especially the especially the one with his with the sun anyway Damian Dark, uh, yeah. we, we yeah we need to go that that's another thing guys if you want to if you're if you like the idea of us maybe going and talking about uh you know comic specific animated shows if that's something you'd be interested in hit us up on the discord the discord will be linked in the show notes and also is typically linked regularly on our social medias speaking of which nick where can we find you you can find me at nick and pdx on twitter and on the discord you can find me at mr damian nash all one word on twitter find me in the discord as damian nash you can also find me streaming uh either between damian nash on mixer or geekologist radio on mixer. be sure to come check us out guys check out our friends digitalpancake.com and for this week's episode of geekologist radio we're